From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. She slipped off softly in the early morning rain Up on the hillside for a place to hide at Hey guys, welcome to the show. We are the Sklar Brothers. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Uh, our guest on a very special fantasy football episode of of uh, View from the Cheap Seats is Christopher Harris. Uh, he does HarrisFootball.com. He does the Harris Football Almanac. Uh, he is all you need to dominate your fantasy league. He well, is really listen- one of the premier names in uh, understanding fantasy football. I mean, I listen to his podcast, Harris Football's podcast, fantastic. I listen... I read the almanac before it gives such good information such detailed information and today you, on his thing today he releases on his youtube channel he releases a video of the and he breaks down film top five, five route runners in the uh, nfl receivers so, so you understand why he gives you the information in various platforms and whatnot of why he chooses the people that he chooses in the draft in the position that he is so which i think is awesome uh all right before we get to that uh that was like a gong that went off uh, We're like a morning zoo. We are. Before we get to uh, that football, let's stay in the world of football. And our top take today it has is, to do with college football. It's the college football transfer, transfer portal. Window. Yeah, portal is what it's called. It feels when like you the, say portal, I say window. It feels like the uh, upside down from yeah. uh, Stranger Things yeah. at this point. Uh, it is. It's not. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't think it's helping kids. Uh, and it's not helping people when everyone and their mother is is trying to transfer. Uh, I think I don't think college football necessarily had it right before, but I think they had it more right than they do right now. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, what's going on? Why are you talking about this? Well, Tate Martell, he's the latest of guys uh, to make a very public deal about him transferring from Ohio State to Miami. I think he tweeted, uh, when you take a second swing, you better not swing and miss. All right, so he's leaving Ohio State when he saw the writing on the wall when they bring in Fields from uh, Georgia. And he looks like it looks like you know he was next in line after Dwayne Haskins, and they bring in Justin Fields, who was the backup at Georgia, who didn't get to play at Georgia, yeah, didn't he's make trans- the Georgia team. He's now he's transferred to Ohio State, and now Tate Martell sees the writing on the wall. He's like, I'm out of here, Ohio State. I'm going to Miami, where I'm going to be the starting quarterback. Well, turns out Manny Diaz, the uh, head coach at Miami, just announced today that his starting quarterback is not Tate Martell. So now he's in a difficult situation. So what does he do? Former five star recruit. Number two rated quarterback in the country, top 50 recruit out of, they said, all the records in the world in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, played at a good school, played against good competition, and played in a in an environment where he could play pretty much all year round. So he, he, he immediately, part of the reason why he felt like he could go and part of the reason why it feels easier for guys more than ever is that guys are leaving to transfer to other teams and then they're filing for waivers so that they can waive the one-year exemption, which used to be a deterrent. It used to be like the only way you leave and you get to play right away is if you're, number one, a grad transfer, so you've already graduated, then you can play right away. Or number two, if the situation at your school was either misleading or violations happen with your coaches that had nothing to do with you so you can no longer play for a bowl game. There had to be large extenuating circumstances. Well, now everyone and their mother is applying to the transfer portal and saying, I don't feel comfortable in this coaching system or I don't feel good about this, that this team makes me feel. So they're saying 
using excuses, which some may be true, but at the same time, you made a choice to play for this team. And so, so if you're not going to win the position, pe- guys want to leave. Guys want to leave because so they're like, I'm not getting my the, shot. It takes away the competition element or your ability to jump I'm ahead take or my ball. Harder. I'm going to take my ball and go somewhere else. But what's what's difficult about this is that the year off, forcing the kids to take a year off means they had to really face that decision head on in a deep way. They had to say to themselves, okay, I'm not happy in this situation. I don't think it's going to work out for me. What if are I'm, my options? I could... Go somewhere else and then sit out a year, which will actually hurt me in certain ways. Or I, I have to really want to leave if that's going to happen. Or I can stay here and try and make it better. And a lot of guys, very few, and some people are complaining about this generation of kids, that they're the kind of kids that quit before they fight through something and get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, this is certainly not a good example for that. I, though, am also going to say something about this process that I think is part of the reason why these kids are so upset, and that is the recruiting process. Mm -hmm. Recruiting has become such big business. We know it. We follow those sites, these sites that follow kids in high school and give them star ratings 24-7, Rivals, ESPN. Those are Then they have a composite score. Who are the top 100 kids? What are their star ratings? Is this kid a five-star? Tate Martell was a five-star. He, when he got recruited, probably Urban Meyer went to his house and went to his game and told his parents, this is the next big Ohio State quarterback. You are my guy. I want you. And, you know, then you talk about battleground states. You know, states like, you know, in Michigan, you got Michigan, Michigan State. Or down in Florida, you got Miami and you got Florida mm-hmm. and you got Florida State. You know, in Alabama, you know, you got Alabama and LSU fighting. Guys over- might recruit a guy just to keep him off the board from other teams. Right. Oh, I see this team's right for this guy. I'm going to recruit this guy, but I already got a guy at that position who I know is going to play. So now you're just pulling a kid off a board to come to your school, but you're still walking into his living room, sitting down and going, you're the next guy. Mm-hmm. You're my next guy. You're the best in just the world. So they can call it a recruiting win, just so they can say we had this fifth-rated recruiting class in the country. country. Fourth-rated recruiting class in the country. And they're forgetting that these kids, so they're telling these kids, they're pumping them up, they're giving them the hype, they're saying, you're going to be the next big star at this school. What they should be saying is, congratulations, you just got a scholarship to our school, your schooling is free, your higher education is free. You are an amazing player. You're going to face higher competition than you've ever seen in your entire life. We're going to put you in every single position to succeed, and you still might not see the field. Good luck, bro. You won't recruit anyone that way. I know, but what I'm saying is if you tell these guys that they are the next guy, and if you tell them that like, if you position in a way where it makes them feel like they're going to be the next guy, and then they're not the next guy, so then you can't what do you compl- expect them you to do? You can't complain if they transfer. They're going to want to transfer. And then if you make the transfer portal easy... And you make it easy to waive that one year off. Now we're all on the front end and on the back end. We're contributing to kids not wanting to stick. So what it's doing is it's making the decision to your intent to go to a school much less important. Right. So it becomes, it used to be a thing like once you committed to school, then you were committed. No one else is going to poach you from that school. Well, now once you're committed, someone can flip you in a heartbeat. Someone someone could try and hit on you at your own wedding. Right. That's what it is. A hit on you at your own wedding. So there's that. Until you're married, and now what they're saying is, if you're not happy in that marriage, even if you're slightly not happy, don't work on it to try to make it better. Yeah, there's someone down the street. Jump into a different marriage. Yeah, jump into a different marriage. Can you jump into a different marriage? So your solution is for the recruiting to be more honest. More honest in the recruiting, and I say bring back the one year. But how? But you can't regulate how honest you people can't are going regulate. To be. You can't That's regulate. What I'm saying like you so don't know I what a coach says. I say you do it on both ends. I say you do it on both ends. 
I say you bring back the year distance. Bring back the guaranteed except year, in except cases. in extreme situations, only extreme situations. The waiver community, when they file for a waiver, it should be 99% no. Unless you've been lied to as a player, unless your school is under investigation and it's not your fault, unless, you know, all of a sudden there's been horrible, you know, abuses abuses going on in the system that you're in and it doesn't feel comfortable or safe. So bring back a more stringent year and then on the recruiting trail have them required to actually say things that are being more honest. That's my solution. All right, there you go. Neither of those things will ever happen. Nope. All right, on the other side of this break, we got Chris Harris, Christopher Harris uh, from harrisfootball.com. Uh, if you are into fantasy, and we know lots of people who are wanting to play, uh, you want to listen to this interview, take some notes, uh, and then dominate your friends. Don't go anywhere. View from the Cheap Seats. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Slutty Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Sklar Brothers here, as promised. Uh, as promised, we're going to talk football with this gentleman. It is very exciting, and the every year it gets bigger and bigger, and I ask you, Christopher Harris, uh, oh, fantasy football extraordinaire, mm-hmm. and just great dude who's been on the show before, yeah. uh, does it surprise you how big the snowball is getting as it rolls down the mountain, so to speak? I guess I don't have a great sense of it anymore. I, I was at ESPN for eight years. Yeah, right. So... I think I had my finger on the pulse a little bit better then, and yeah. now I'm just off by my own, doing my own thing. For sure, the show, my show, does really, really well. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. I make a living. I get to be on. I get to be bi-coastal. Yeah, so cool. So it's fine. Uh, I don't think I'm the best one. I don't know how many leagues there are anymore. I used to know. You do the marathon, right? And you you be told okay you're on espn news and then you're on sports center and then you're on blah 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 and, and right. it's and you got to make sure you say we have seven hundred and twenty-three thousand leagues, leagues and, right 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 i don't know that number anymore well i'm gonna say it's safe to say that it's grown probably it's since you had whatever number was in your head since sure. you're on espn it's grown more casual people more people like that are in it now mm-hmm. and they're and they're into this game so people are trying to figure out in my opinion 
how it's it's their entry point. It's their port for some people. It's their only entry point into the NFL. Yeah, is through their fantasy. Uh, we are, on the other hand are fans of the game. I, as I know you are, you're actually a football fan, uh, and that comes through. Uh, there's so much to talk about in this world of what's going on right now. So I, mean, I have a question, yeah. because I think year to year, if you were to say five years ago, fantasy football, what's, what is the, who do you want to grab right away? People would be like, oh, you got to get a you quarterback, get, quarterback get, first or, or running back first. But there was like these sort of like, get, get your running back. It doesn't matter what quarterback you get. You'll get a good one in the sixth round. There was like that. Then it was like, no, 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 get it, get a receiver. You got to yeah. get Antonio Brown first before his feet get cryogenically <laughs> frostbitten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like before he flies in on an air balloon, but like is it changes from year to year. What are we seeing kind of this year? It feels like we're back in the world of being rational again. Okay. Uh, the there was the Michael Vick year like six years ago or something where people said, "Oh, let's consider Michael Vick in the first round," and right. that was wrong. And then there was the year three years ago where everybody said, "All the running backs are unreliable. Let's just make sure you get Antonio Brown. Get get one of the five best receivers at the top of your draft." That That's turned right. out to be wrong. Right. Uh, the whole thing needs to be judged by scarcity. Mm. And the thing that's scar- most scarce in the NFL is the is the lead back who. We'll, we'll touch it 300 times. Right. Even if you have him, he may not show up, Le'Veon Ooh, Bell. Fair. Very fair. Do you like that he apologized to his uh, fantasy <laughs> list? People first before the people of fantasy Cleveland. Fantasy fans. Of before the Pittsburgh fans. He really should have called into my show because I was the Dude. idiot who kept him at number one like on September 3rd last year. I was still oh like, God. he's going to come back. Who he's would ever do back. this? Nobody would ever do this. He's yeah. going to come back. And then he proved you I mean, wrong. that was like yeah. a game of chicken. Eh? You, let's see who blinks first. And neither of them did. And then a guy missed a whole year. So what ter- what it turned out was it was some stupid because uh, because we're going through it this year with Melvin Gordon and Zeke Elliott which I'm sure we'll talk about right. hold- holdouts yeah, absolutely but with Le'Veon Bell it just so happened that so he was supposed to enter into it stupid minutia of the NFL like his second year of the franchise tag right. and there was some contract thing that said he didn't have to play a down in the second year of his franchise tag to earn the third year which would have made him like a thirty million dollar player and they never would have paid it. so That's he basically right. week eight he was like. Oh, oh, screw this. I'm not playing. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I didn't know that contract minutia. You need to be a lawyer these days. Jesus Christ. I didn't know that contract minutia, but isn't <laughs> that I good? had him in my league. <laughs> Did you? Did you yes, have him? I held oh, on to him God, the whole you See, you listen to Chris Ferreira. It's my fault. Damn it. Uh, no, but, but let's get into it right away, Zeke and Melvin Gordon. Uh, are, it was precedent set. Are these guys just going to sit until... Who cares? I mean, are they going to come back for the season? So he, I think it is different cases. And again, this is me being like a freaking contract lawyer and not mm-hmm. knowing at all. But and guessing, really. It, guessing. But it strikes me as different cases because Melvin Gordon actually has just this season and then he's an unrestricted free agent. Right. Okay. So if he plays half the season, he gains he, that that tolls. So he, so he should be back at some point. And yet, I'll turn around and say they could just franchise tag him twice. So almost they aren't in different boats. I think it's likelier that Gordon doesn't hold out the whole season relative to Zeke. I don't think either one does right now in fantasy. I don't have them ranked as though they will. Zeke is not holding out for free agency. He's got two years to go. Mm-hmm. So what is he? He's holding out for a new contract. That's more it. money. He just wants he, a new contract. He's, he's like, he's I'm going to f- keep this organization hostage because he knows without him, no chance. There are six and ten. Uh, yeah, six, you, at no, best seven and nine. If Dak Prescott no plays out of his mind, that's right. But there's just no chance. No chance. So he absolutely, he is in a better shape contractually than Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon, while a very good player, I like Melvin Gordon, 
not Zeke Elliott, not 230 pounds, can play all three downs, cut on a dime, catches 80 balls last year. Like, Falls four yards forward on crazy every single player. play. I mean, between him and Saquon Barkley, you know, if you take away Todd Gurley because of the knee, those two are the guys who I think are the best running backs in the game. And are those two the guys you want to reach for early, early? Well, early? Zeke, you don't know. If you now you don't, don't know. Now you don't know. So it's Saquon Barkley by himself. I think it is. I know there are people who argue for Christian McCaffrey. I don't. Ha- I don't see it. There are people who argue for Alvin Kamara. I I don't see it. Saquon Barkley. I've so I have a YouTube channel where we yeah. b- break down film. Yeah. And I just did a Barkley film this past week. He's. I mean, don't tell me you don't want him because he's on a bad team. Because he's on a bad team last year. Yeah. He's just so good. He's is so the, good. Is the hype of the Duke quarterback. I mean, he makes... Daniel Jones. Daniel yeah, Jones. Daniel Jones makes like, goes five of seven in a preseason game. Might have been five game. for five. five he's maybe five. never going to have an incomplete pass in he his life. He will never incomplete a pass, <laughs> quote, New York Post. Right. Uh, he's the Duke basketball of Duke football. Um, right. But the question is then, like, you know, how soon do people just say, get Pull the Eli, plug on Eli. Pull the move plug on to on the him. future. I think it happens this year. I think it happens by game four. Okay. Actually, in if my mind, I was like, if they go one in... Two, or if they go zero and three, which is highly possible, yeah. highly possible, people are going to be calling. For they're going to call for it. He's obviously the future. They have to see him at some point. I'd say the same thing about Dwayne Haskins. Right. That's... I'd probably say the same thing about Drew, Drew Locke in, in Denver. Wow. At some point, they probably all three play. Uh, probably none of them week one. No, I agree with that in week one. But there is kind of. I think Baker Mayfield may have, in a weird way. Uh, thrown that stigma out the window a little bit and said, okay, here was a guy who came with a lot of expectations. He was a guy who everyone questioned whether his college game would transfer right. into the pros. And he took a 0-16 team to 8-8. Eight and eight. Didn't, play, didn't, seven, play, seven, didn't play week one, though. Didn't play week one. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. So right, that's yeah. true. By the way, Tyrod Taylor, not a bad, not a bad quarterback, but he's, he's fine. He's, he's like fine. a caretaker guy, a mobile care, caretaker. He's probably guy. the best of those sort of bridge guys. He's fine, right? Is he Charger backup now? I think. Yeah, that's I a think so. real skill duplication with Philip Rivers there. Yeah, yeah. real equal mobility. There. Yeah, <laughs> Philip Rivers. He said <laughs> Philip Rivers. He, he they gotta have more wins than Philip Rivers has kids, and they'll be fine. <laughs> then they're in the playoffs. So, like, we 12? call him we call him Senior Baby Bjorn on the yeah. on the podcast. Senior baby he is, yeah. So making babies. All right, so. Who this year for you, as you're sort of looking at the landscape, who is someone who you're like, okay, this is someone, a sleeper person. I know you get into it deeply, but right. like and the reasons why. But who this is, is like, for a more cursory audience who may not go as deep or who may not sure. have gone as deep yet? Yeah. A sleeper, and then I have another question for you. Okay, so this is going to be like the most obvious player that everybody knows the name of that I think can I can convince myself as a sleeper by saying Todd Gurley. Right. Because... I rank I rank Todd Gurley as the number four player to draft. He on my draft board he is he's number, number four. four, and he would be number one without the knee problems that may have cost the Rams the Super Bowl last year. True, you know did, he wasn't himself. They lied like crazy. It turned out he had an arthritic condition in his knee. There's no question by ranking him number four. First of all, I'm way out of step with the market, and yep. second of all. I'm taking right. on huge risk because, oh my God. Like, what if he gets hit in the knee or what if he's got a gets worse? Come back? Yeah, right. What yeah. if it gets worse? He has three great games and he, then you know, he calls in on the fourth week and he's like, guys, I'm going to play PlayStation. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Well, the crazy part is is that it's with a, the arthritis in the knee, it's not so much a, okay, he broke his arm. It's going to take six weeks to That's heal. Right. We put him in this. We put him in a chamber. We do this to him. and It could be forever. Exactly. Yeah. That's we right. could be a nagging That's right. Like, yeah. Thing, or, or, right. Yeah. Or what are you thinking? Again, the cost of playing football. And yeah. I just think he's that good and that offense is that good to where 
I'm willing to take the chance and I don't think I have to take it until the second round of most of my fantasy drafts. And if I can go, say, Le'Veon Bell, we just talked about him in one and then Todd Gurley in two, I think clearly I'm building in a lot of downside to my team. There's yeah. a, there's a scary floor because neither one of those guys has a, a lock cinch to produce. But no. The upside is that you've got maybe two of the three or four best players in the league. Two of the tops. Yeah. Like, you could be getting, like, 30 or however your league gets your points. Well, my, your question? my question was, of the new guys coming in, yeah. you know, of we have a lot of college football fans in here who want to see their guys show up in the league and make an sure. impact. Who, in your mind, is standing out right now as a guy, certainly in the fantasy world, who's going to make a difference right away? Probably the Alabama kid, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, great, huge running back. Probably was he was the third running back at Alabama last year, but it turns out that being the third best running back at Alabama still means you're the best. Do you know that they sell that to recruits? They say, look, we're not going to put much action on your tires. Yeah. So you will remain, you will not have given yeah. your best years to the university. College game. Y- you'll Although, be fresh. I, I think it's funny because uh, in his career, I believe uh, Josh Jacobs had fewer carries than Derrick Henry had in his last season at Alabama. D- Derrick Henry was was a an exception to that, but maybe they didn't think he was meant to be as great a prospect I mean, as he that's was. That's a guy who's a big guy who who can get some. Who also fifty pounds and yeah. defied kind of what people thought about him. Like people thought, hey, he's not, not mobile enough. He's not yeah. going to be able to move. And he's he had a pretty decent year. He had a terrible year. Then he had a great December. Right. And it look winds up averaging out to looking like a pretty good year. But I would say Josh Jacobs is the one is the rookie probably in all fantasy leagues who will be drafted highest. The one that probably has the most hope uh, and hype is the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He goes to the Cardinals and he's They're the Heisman, use him. Heisman use winner. Him. He's going to play right away. Yeah. We talked about those other quarterbacks. There's no question that Kyler Murray's the starter right away. And plus, the Cardinals have, you guys may have already talked about, the the stubble king, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff, well, I know. He was very <laughs> upset about the way he looked in Madden 2020. It's like, whatever, dude. You look great in real life. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Who cares what you look like in a... Video, video game. game. I mean, he he challenges me for the handsomest person. Right? You yeah. are yeah. you are one of the handsomest people that we've ever sat next to. Okay, <laughs> we've true. sat next to John Hamm. So I mean, <laughs> that being said, still Cliff Kingsbury is a great looking dude. Uh, yeah, and Kyler Murray is going to play. That's a fact. Period. And and is comes into the league as maybe the most mobile or maybe the second most mobile quarterback behind Lamar Jackson, and that's super prized for fantasy. You get and those by the way, yards. Lamar Jackson. There are people saying he's a guy to look at sure. this year as a quarterback because of what he gives you on both sides of the ball. Like Kyler Murray and would be a, a good maybe like backup QB for you to pick or second. Uh, or you would say first. No, I agree with you entirely. But his average draft position right now, he's going as the ninth quarterback in fantasy. He's going wow. a, one spot ahead of Russell Wilson. In my mind, wow. that's crazy. That is crazy talk. His his upside the best he's going to be as a rookie maybe he someday be russell wilson i'll just take the russell wilson who we've got russell wilson. right there yeah I, so i think the market is way too high on carlo murray i'm with you i'd prefer if i could take the shot as a backup except guy. let me say this sure. what i loved about seattle last year is they became a running team mm-hmm. in, in many ways the, he would hand the ball off and seattle's going to be in a lot more games than i think uh you know what i'm saying arizona, yeah, arizona be will be behind just chucking he's, it all over be the chucking park. it all over the place and running and you and know it's that off it's that cliff kingsbury that air raid texas tech offense that people think oh it's just there's a lot of plays to be had there sure my I, I always think that the whole run pass mix thing in today's nfl for fantasy purposes is kind of dramatically overstated because really? guys are getting they their, throw yeah, i mean they throw. like 
Russell Wilson didn't throw for 4,000 passing yards last year. He still had 35 touchdowns. Yeah. Best deep ball thrower in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just strikes me that there's no way he doesn't have a great season. He also has tons of mobility. Tons. I, I feel like... Also a rookie receiver that everybody thinks is going to produce. Exactly. Yeah. People are yeah. saying that he's he got, might produce. He's got tons of mobility, but he has what... And this is what I think a lot of people are saying about escapability. That's what people are saying about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, which I've watched a bunch of Oklahoma's games last year. That guy, when he just decided to burst up the sideline, no one could catch him. And then he was was out of bounds. So a lot of people are saying, okay, Kyler Murray, be careful. One hit and he's done. The truth is guys couldn't hit him clean because he was running out of bounds. I mean, it's fair. And that's what Wilson does. And if he's Russell Wilson... Then he can live at that size in the league. Yeah. My so what Kyler Murray didn't have to do at Oklahoma, not to get too wonky on you guys film no, wise, but please. he basically had a hard time keeping his eyes downfield. Right. As soon as he felt something, as soon as he felt pressure, he's such he an incredible off. athlete, he, he just would just took off, take took off. off. Right. His eyes go down. And we mentioned Michael Vick earlier. It is sort of the Michael Vick syndrome. Right. Where when Michael Vick was just running around, what a great player. But when he had to kind of roll and then plant his feet and stop and reacclimate himself and then start looking downfield again he won that good and right. we just don't know yet whether murray can do that because we've never seen him have and to like, as a stand rookie in and, yeah. as a rookie that's well, so hard what a hard, so hard league it's the most important position in sports like it's such a hard thing to say okay. i'm gonna just come in and be awesome at this but yeah. maybe because you have but to again be, baker mayfield we're looking at him this year and you're like but he, it's a, he kind of feels like a tradition like he's been in the league right. for a while although he came into the league with more of that ability to keep his eyes downfield and also with passing accuracy that right. we haven't necessarily seen from Kyler Murray yet. Right. So I and think Mayfield had a leg up. He's still the ninth quarterback. Murray is. It's, it's is Murray people, ahead of May- Mayfield? No, Mayfield's a couple spots ahead, but yeah. uh, just ahead, being ahead of Russell Wilson is a shock to me. Just like, for, why wouldn't I want the original brand? Still the top for everybody is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's nowhere near the top, and I'm with you. I think he should be. I mean, Mahomes is the one, and that's how it should be. And then you'd you'd say Aaron Rodgers. You would have said Andrew Luck, but now his leg is Vakovka. Like what? What? You know, we don't know what the situation with his leg. So now maybe Andrew Luck has to be dropped down a little bit. Deshaun Watson definitely in that in that mix. If he can stay healthy. So Brady is not even in the top twelve. No, that's like when the players pick their top. Like 100 players right. or 50 player, and Tom Brady was sixth. I'm like, what? Right. Sixth? What world are you in, man? This is the guy who's winning Super Bowls. And for fantasy, he didn't have like, he, I think he might have been the QB 14 last year. He didn't have a great year last year, but he was the MVP of the league two years ago. I The, the only vote that gets my, Brady out of my top 10, he's in my top 10. I'm yeah. 100% with you guys. Yeah. For fantasy, for real, for real life, for sure. For yeah. fantasy. For social life. For, I mean, for looks. Again, I'm a very okay. good judge of this. For fashion alone. For, yeah, for fashion and for wives. Wives, he's not doing too bad. Sure. No, he did all right. Uh, my thing is, like, if, you, if you're going to believe, okay, this is him related, related to him being 40, whatever he is, two, three, that's so old, uh, uh, then okay. You say it's a big drop-off. Great. I got you. But if you say it's because he's bad or doesn't run or something, like, you're crazy. He's two years away from being the MVP. A bunch of the interceptions that dragged him down last year were weird, like deflected, mm-hmm. dropped. Like I, having gone back and watched the film, Brady had a much better year than people thought. I'm, if I'm going to wait, so my advice in fantasy leagues for everybody listening is wait on running, your QB, wait on quarterback, wait, wait on, on your QB, QB grab your running back or your wide receiver. If, if Lamar right. Jackson is your number one, is your number one QB, and you grab him in a late round, you're still going to be fine if you did Great. well in terms of a hundred percent. And and often you will have the option to change during the season. You can drop a guy out again. 
guy, whatever. And if Brady is a guy you want to wait on, or Lamar Jackson is a guy you want to wait on. I mean, Cam Newton is Cam- a guy who could easily get you lots of fantasy points. What's so crazy about quarterback this year is that if you play in a league that only starts one quarterback, there are super flex leagues where you start two, two, and yeah. then it starts to be a little bit more scarce. Right. But if you're in a traditional league like most of us are in where you're starting one, I mean, the order... I have Cam Newton like 13 and someone else has him five and I can't argue. They're, right. they're all the same. They're yeah. great. They're all great. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know if he gets Drew hit. Drew Brees. We haven't even said Drew Brees. I know. I mean, what the, f- what Drew, the Brees. Drew Brees is tough. Is tough. <laughs> Top four. Three, five. four, but five, he, right? He's not he's in. Not in he's not how he's being drafted right now. Right. So yeah. here's, so last year's Super Bowl, I'm watching that Super Bowl and it was awful. I mean, let's just be honest. It was terrible. <laughs> Unless you're a Patriots fan. I guess I grew up there. I, grew I know, up there. but I I guess, but you how can, can you? Yes, you feel good that you won, but the way you won was it was a terrible game to watch. What would have been mu- obviously the league got it wrong with the pass interference, and you never uh, know what what would have happened at the end of that game. But it looked like there was pretty but, much no way for the Rams to win had they. Oh called, yeah, but the truth of the matter is, over. I think a Saints Patriots might have been better. Would have been more entertaining. You know why? Because the Saints defense is not as good as the Rams defense. So what you would have seen was Tom Brady coming up and down the field a little bit more. And, not and then you see Drew Brees coming back the other way. And it's, you know what I mean? You would have had maybe a classic like 48, 44. <laughs> and I don't like, want to, and, and I don't want to besmirch the, the great work that the Rams did all last year. And they did do great work. And sure. for much of the year, they were the best team in the NFC until the Saints kind of, you know, took that over. But like, you know, to me, I think that would have been a better game. Isn't that crazy? Like how a great defense, oh, history changes it. Yeah. A great and how a great defense can make the Super Bowl worse just because of the way it gets played. I, I wouldn't say the Rams had a great defense, though. I, I think, think they're. So? I think they're good. It was a good defense, and and Dominican Sue shut him down. Aaron Donald. Well. Aaron Donald's amazing, and Dominican Sue is. He played like a dog in that game. He didn't play well in that game. I didn't think at all. I, I mean, here's the thing. Here's where I agree with you that it might have been a higher scoring game. Is like, who do you want in the big game as your quarterback? The most important position: Jared Goff, Drew Brees. Right. Drew Brees. I mean, the, Jared Goff laid an egg, and and Belichick knew that he could fl- that Jared Goff is a mid level quarterback driving a Ferrari, and at who some is, point who is constantly being put in the position for success. Correct. That's why that's what Sean McVay Correct. does best is put him in position Correct. to succeed. Right. And and Belichick was smart enough to know what things to take away and mm-hmm. I mean history is different frankly if Goff just that one deep one to Brandon Cooks. I know. And he just he lofts it up and tries to tickle Megatron's butthole at the top of the Atlanta Stadium there. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Instead Not of a just good idea. zipping it in there. I mean, that's a touchdown that that might cha- completely change the game. It might open it up. I mean, golf was we really the difference. In he that was game. yeah. He was way off. Like he, he, he can't like, spell golf without off. You can't spell golf without off. <laughs> but being, yeah, you can't spell needed, golf without being way off. He needed to have the game of his life, he and he instead had the worst game of the season. It was bad. Him. Yeah, it was bad. And you know, some of that is contributed to the scheme and and. So where is he ranking in people's minds? Not in the top 10. Not in the top 10. But it's easily, I mean, again, this is why in fantasy, you're just waiting. Because if you wind up with Jared Goff, you wind up with Carson Wentz. We haven't haven't talked about Carson Wentz. Wentz. Like, there are so many quarterbacks, there's just no Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Maybe not so much with Nick Foles. Not so much Nick Foles. You think, like, when the the sample size gets big, he's going to start to get... I mean, you have to manage Nick Foles within an inch of his life. You need to... Everything needs to be play-action. And it needs to be hit his back foot and throw. If you if he starts ducking his head and running around, I mean, it's Forget it's, it's ugly. Yeah, is he a is he an upgrade from Blake Bortles though? Yes, yes, definitely. He has to agreed. Be. So that team becomes a little scarier, a little better. Because I mean, Leonard the defense Fournette. is really good. Fournette's so 
Fournette's kind of sort of a knucklehead. I, you know, well, he's obviously a knucklehead, but yeah. if he's back and healthy, I had him on my fantasy team two years ago, and he was super. Productive. Two years ago was super, and then last super. year he was like an end of first round pick, and he puked and yeah. and not only did he puke but he like got suspended for a game got by the he league stupid he, shit. he got suspended for fighting he got uh, like benched by the team because undisclosed stuff he just you know he seems like a knucklehead he is a knucklehead all right should we take a break let's take a break let's take, take a break, break. We'll, we'll come, come back, back. we got some football stories quick uh, hits that will Christopher get Harris, and we'll talk about how you can uh, read his stuff, listen to his stuff, watch his stuff, uh, and just support we'll explain him. what it is so that people know as we go out on music. The name of the uh, thing that they can subscribe to and, and get the Harris Football Almanac. The Harris Football Almanac. Pick that up and definitely start following his uh, the YouTube channel. Yeah, Harris Football. Everything's just Harris Football. Go to HarrisFootball.com. You got it all. HarrisFootball.com. You get it. Uh, when we come back on the other side of this, um, uh, we'll do some quick hits because some crazy stuff has happened in the world of football. We'll be back with more Christopher. Harris on View from the Cheap Seats. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5-plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper-free billing required. Terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, first of all, on Twitter, you are? At Harris Football. At Harris Football, and we said HarrisFootball.com, the Harris Football Almanac. Get on it, people. If you want to know what's going on, you want to if dominate you wanna win, If you want to win and dominate your... Uh, by the way, reigning league. champ. Reigning yeah, champ in the ECB League. Okay. Felt good, right? I'd be Matt Walsh. Felt good, Matt right? Matt Walsh. Yeah, what does Come he on. know? Does he he know was the football? architect of the West Coast defense. Yeah. That was Bill Walsh. Sorry. <laughs> Bill Walsh. And that was the offense, offense I think. the offense. Do you, so do you think Matt Walsh listens to the podcast five day, my podcast five days a week? He Probably clearly didn't. Don't tell him to or do it. I mean, do it if you want to. Scott but if you do strong either. Don't but listen. I know this is the point in time I just started getting the emails from my the commissioners sure. of my leagues going. Yeah. Yeah. So now is the time to get the Harris Football Almanac, Almanac to really try and understand where you should go because I know you always, as I've read it before, you always have some of those outside the box picks. I do. And things that will go against the grain of what other people are getting information wise and could 
wind up proving to be the reason that you win your league. I do. And if you want, if you want like a entree drug and not pay money, just listen to the podcast. Okay. Harrisfootball.com. You can find it five days a week. I have, I think I uh, compute right as of right now, I have 92 podcasts to make between now and the end of the year. Oh my God. I think between, I think in the next 92 podcasts, I'm going to get something right. You You will. You always do. You always do. You will. All right. right, Let's see if you get these right. Let's do some quick hits. Uh, A-Rod was robbed. Did you hear about this? I did. Uh, From his rental car. He's calling a Phillies Giants game. Uh, parked the, in he parked like on Brandon Street. Did, where, didn't we just yeah. have a meal on that street? Yeah, yeah. Uh, near the Oracle. Uh, it's not the Oracle, but Oracle Park. Uh, someone broke into his car. They took a laptop. Which okay. Well, I mean, I put my, but not in like a. You bring it like you can bring it into the booth, right? right? Like there's somewhere you can put. Wait, it. That one doesn't offend me. Was that, he staying at a hotel? <laughs> camera, <laughs> camera. Can't, who needs who, a camera with your phone anyway? IPhone, get the iPhone 10, you yeah. dummy. Phone? What's happening <laughs> What here? kind of camera do you have? <laughs> and then here's uh, the best part, jewelry. That's the part that gets me. Okay. And you know how much well, money? Okay, so you know you know the answer. I so do. I was going to play I was gonna play a guessing game. All right, we can just say the how much. Yeah. $500,000 worth of jewelry. So like more than most people are worth. He just right. has sitting around in his car. More than most people's homes are worth. <laughs> so I was reading in Deadspin. I, I, I read the article, and I did like their take on it. Uh, the, the author was like, it says more about A-Rod that that doesn't mean anything to him. Right. $500,000. Number one, or number two, that you would leave that in your car. Just sitting in your car, like, just in case I have someone I've needed but to give it to. But not your car, your rental, rental car. car. So you didn't feel safe enough <laughs> leaving it in your hotel room. But you thought, let me just go to the streets of San Francisco and see how that goes. There's a safe in your hotel room. If you're A-Rod, you could go to the person at the front desk and be like, hold this shit, bro, and just hand it to him, even if it's a woman, and be like, hey, bro, hold this. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hold this. Hey, J-Lo, bro. J-Lo, bro. When do you, under what circumstances, Christopher Harris, would you wear $500,000 of Do you think it was for him, or do you think it was to give out to the miscellaneous people that he meets in the street? Mm, Maybe. It's like, Oprah, you get a necklace. You You get get an an earring. You get an anklet. I mean, that is. My guess is one of them was an anklet. I, that's the kind of guy that the, has the an crazy anklet. thing is you get what you deserve by leaving all that stuff in your rental car parked on the street in San Francisco. Right. You get what you deserve, however, except he doesn't care, and so he doesn't really get what he deserves. That's he, my point. It's like he, he got yeah. he it didn't it means nothing to him. No, and nothing. I wonder if he's insured at all. Doubt it. Uh, Antonio Brown. We got to talk about him. I mean, obviously the foot and the grossness and all that stuff. But let's could talk. the foot have been an injury, a lingering hot balloon injury, hot air balloon, hot air balloon injury? No. All right. So he floats into camp in a hot air balloon, floating into the season like dot dot dot, floating into your DMs like. And then he's got the helmet saga. Which okay. So for those who don't know, we'll explain. Christopher, you obviously know. He wants to wear a helmet that's 10 years old. The league says that helmet, everything that's 10 years old and back and older, we are no longer allowing you to wear. They actually made that rule in 2018. They're enforcing it in 2019 because they gave everyone a year to find a new version of your He helmet. tried to appeal it and they said no. Right. And because they, and for rightly so, because the helmet from 10 years ago doesn't prevent concussions the way the one does now. Right. But okay. he doesn't like it because he can't see as well out of it, he right. says. That's what he says. Can't they make him want, make him 50 prototypes? Can't you call and shoot Anderson or whoever? Rydell or who makes it the It all thing? seems like millennial drama to me. It right? Always, the it just, most millennial <laughs> it drama. It just seems like, please watch me and pay attention to me. Do you and do think something. he's, do you so think it's he's the shoot, the shoot? S-C-H-U-T-E, U-T-T, Air Advantage Adult Large. He actually put on his Instagram, hey fans, if you have a shoot Air Advantage Adult Large helmet manufactured after 2010, 
Send it my way. But here's my thing. If he gets a 2011, doesn't he have to go through this all yes, over again next year? That would be his dream. Are you kidding me? To get back in the news every single summer based on the helmet? Is he a whore? His... Is he like a media whore? Yeah, absolutely. He is. he is. Oh, my God. It's This is this is all about curating, and he doesn't care how he gets it. He just wants people talking about him, dude. He, but you want, but look at his results on the field. No one's... Re- you know who's loving this? Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> take no, it all, he, brother. No, he's not. He no, wants he, it. He wants it. He's, he I mean, they're, they're what is he going to have to do? Cloth. I mean, he's going to have to play naked. Maybe Make play his hair naked, purple. maybe like burn his hands in like a weird street fire. <laughs> I don't know, like fight a, the kickoff tea or something like that. It was an acid, some sort of acid incident with with Odell Beckham. Uh, so the, he's great. I mean, Antonio Brown's great upon great upon great. He's the best receiver in the league, skills wise. Still, thirty one. He's he's unbelievable. And besides which, also, there's nobody who works harder. He loves the image that he's just a dude who flops it out there. There's no, it's legendary. Nobody, nobody works harder on getting open. He's he's redesigned, redefined what it means to be a small receiver in that game. He's the greatest small player in the history of that league. He's a slot guy, essentially. No. Playing on the outside, though. That's what I'm saying. The size of a slot guy. Size of a slot guy. But is so good that... Beating defensive backs that have him by 20 pounds. 20, 30 pounds, few inches. That's right. uh, More speed, more long speed. If he had a foot race against half the defensive backs in the league, he'd lose. He's not straight ahead that Why much of a total. He's not a 4-3 guy, but he's is just, he just twitchy. twitchy? Unbelievably he, twitchy. Unbelievable agility. Runner. The route running is sick. I actually have a, on Friday, I have a thing coming out on the YouTube channel yeah. with the ten best route, or five best route runners in the league. And so that's today, That when this drops. Yeah. Same day. All right, so five best route runners in the league, and he's, and he's number it. five. Yeah, he's go. sick. He's, he's just an amazing, so smart ability to set up guys. So wait, wait, I want to go even a little in depth about what makes a good route runner. Sure. That's selling the fake. That's making literal, planting your foot and going. Quickness. Yeah, it, it is. Li- sometimes it just comes down to literally being able to. It's it's precision to know what that every footstep means something in the route. So or even knowing, you know, guys will come up and jam guys on the line. So it's knowing what to do with your hands to get out of the jam, knowing totally. how to step around it and go back into your route. And that's yep. quickness. And that's quickness. Yes. And it's so it's developing one or two moves. Like that's what people. Think, so, but he, if that. he if he maximizes, and it's an econ- almost like Stephen Wright is a comedian, an economy of words. He uses like <laughs> all you need to use in order to get the point across. So, if his if the bottom of his feet are frostbitten, well, this is a fair point. That, so, doesn't he need every layer of skin on his feet <laughs> to make every twitchy move? You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a problem. I he don't isn't think Julio so. Jones. You know what I'm he's saying? Not, he's he not. Doesn't, he doesn't just be, get open by existing by exactly. being a big human being. He, That's right. he has to work at it. Um, I assume that the feet will be okay. Right. I assume that you're, 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 the yeah. layers of your skin grow. Back. I, mean, right. I haven't seen yeah. someone shoot themselves in the foot this much since Black School Bears. Okay. We were in uh, a discussion earlier. Hey. Uh, thank you. Hey. In a discussion earlier, and someone said, "Who was manning the cryo chamber?" <laughs> I think it was, it was Ben Roethlisberger. I said it was Beck Weathers. That's an old Ooh. like into thin air joke. I was going to make a Jeffrey Epstein joke. All right. Okay. So uh, it's rare and amazing to, uh, of course, receive an award in professional sport. I mean, think about it. We talk about these guys in the NFL. We're we're measuring up, and when we, when it comes to fantasy, we forget about half the league. We're really only focusing on the guys that produce the most skill in this guys. league. Skills, yeah. skill guys. Yep. By the way, and what you just said about Antonio Brown, if he has 
a few more good years, he goes in the Hall of Fame. I there's think no it, question. I think it's like a matter of just a couple more. Right. I think there's a no more. question. Yeah. He so might even have enough. He's now. made what is Pearl it, five years of he's a thousand yards in a row. He's essentially made Pearl Jam's first couple of albums. He now has to finish the deal. <laughs> well, okay? th- I mean, is he the is he the Tom Brady of receivers? Because he was taking the same round as well. maybe a round before Brady, but like. Wow. Yeah, he completely yeah. He's ignored best value ever. Yeah, like, amazing guy. All right, so so it's hard to do that. So then to win an award, and I want to tell you about New York Islander goalie Robin Lehner, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that you right. You are. Uh, he won the Masterton Trophy, which is awarded to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, yep. sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey, which sounds like a participation trophy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's usually somebody who, who likes hockey the most. <laughs> that guy? Give, Give him, him a... an award. Oh, yeah, G. Well, you know, it usually comes down to, to having to realize, to love hockey, but you're often coming back from injury. You Look, know? I'm fighting against these guys, and it's yeah. about our <laughs> offense. And uh, All right, so it's a legit award. Uh, the engraver. Did you read this? No. Uh, decided to take a tiny liberty with the engraving. Uh, and he put Laner, who was on the Islanders, on the Rangers. Oh. Put the That's R a for mistake. the I. That is a mistake. It's That's in a the mistake. New York area. I mean, at least it didn't say Devils. Then it would be a real insult. That would That's be an insult, crossing a state line. But there <laughs> is this thing about New York. It's like Nets, Jets. What is it? Nets, Nets Jets, Mets. Mets. Islanders, Islanders Knicks, Knicks, Yankees. Yankees. Or Rangers, Knicks, Yankees. Yeah, Rangers, Knicks. And the Islanders are kind of even out of, I don't know. But it is a, ju- and so this guy then tweets out, which I love, a picture of the of the trophy, and he just wrote, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cold, and if I love it. this guy doesn't have an award for that. Yeah! This guy doesn't have a dedication to hockey, ice hockey. I don't know I, what he has. You know, it is one of those things where I say to myself, like, these guys fight so hard. They fight so hard just to make it in the league. They fight so hard just yeah. to be successful. They fight so hard to get recognized for the thing. The guy wins the award, <laughs> and then, boom, this guy puts him on a different team. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be talking about it if it hadn't happened. Robin Lehner getting all sorts of pub pub on this This is deal. positive pub for Whoa, you're having a... Jay, you're right. Uh, I'm all right. I think I got. <laughs> you're I got. Good. I'm holding. Who am I now? <laughs> I'm the dude from Queen. So, but um, I'm the Freddie, dude from Freddie Queen. <laughs> I literally forgot Freddie Mercury's name. That's how tired I am. I was like, you know that guy from Queen who sings, who just holds the microphone. Uh, What's his name? Skinny fella. Freddie Mercury oh, for okay. a planet. Jesus Christ. I'm talking about his original uh, given name. So, so, the, but, but we are talking. When you do talk about the fantasy, mm. it, it allows you to get into the minutia of these athletes now. And and when you're putting on your board, this is my top five quarterbacks. These are my top ten receivers. These are my top ten running backs. Do you ever take a moment to say, okay, which one of these guys is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer in Canton? And just, or is it like, does it make the Canton of it all even that much more impressive as we're looking, see, we break these guys down season to season, what they're doing. So then when you sort of say like, oh my God, this see, guy's been on the top of the fantasy trap for, for nine so years. Yeah. Does There's it go no a better appreciation for it? I think it saying. totally does. I mean, to cover fantasy is to cover, is essentially to cover the NFL without having to talk to the players, which is exactly what I like. I don't want to, don't <laughs> really want to talk to the players. Yeah. Um, and and to 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 watch Tom Brady do this or watch Drew Brees do this or watch Antonio Brown. I mean, to talk about which of the which of the receivers are potentially in hall in, in the Hall of Fame, there probably aren't that many right now. Even though we love Julio Jones, has Julio Jones done enough? Not maybe not quite. I don't know. Like AJ Green, has he done enough? I think probably not. Like probably not. the guys who've been around here now for the better part of a decade, it does make you realize. Wow, does Julian been, Edelman. 
I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. I think he's going to go down as a Wes Welker type right now. Right. Um, give him give him five more years, maybe. But maybe um, he's not going to have the career totals. But th- I think that is a great point. Like we lose sight sometimes of the idea that how long we've been covering these guys and how good they've been for that long, and just to take a step back and go, oh my god, I've been talking about him as a first round fantasy pick for ten years. Right. right. It's usually not a running back. But it'll it'll often be a, a wide receiver a and wide a quarterback. Receiver, yeah. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, so now take all of them. This is my last question for you, Christopher Harris. And again, get the Harris Football Almanac. Listen to Harris Harris Football. Football.com. HarrisFootball.com. Find podcasts and all that other stuff. Doesn't it make it that much crazier if to to achieve that level, get into the Hall of Fame, that Terrell Owens did not go? <laughs> to his induction ceremony. Isn't that crazy? That's the crazy. T.O. is like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be in Chattanooga <laughs> instead. Doing crunches. Whatever he was doing, he, like, no, he, he had was his wearing, own ceremony. He was, he was wearing, wearing like a, a Century 21 uh, It kind of looked like jacket. the blazer, but like to not go, to put yourself through all of that stuff, to actually achieve yeah. and, and get into the Hall of Fame. But weird dude, go. though. Like really weird we dude. Met him. We met him really weird. We, we, we on this podcast years ago. Years ago. We, in my opinion, tipped the scales and convinced him that homosexuality is not a choice. Wow. Uh, the fact that we were able to reach him on any level. We now, he may have him, walked away and said, yeah, whatever. We yeah. said to him, we said, would you, if you saw a man walking by and you would, and you said, would you say that's a good looking man and be attracted to that man? He said, no. I said, why not? He's like, because I'm into women. How, what does that mean? I'm into women. He's like, I don't know. I just like, something just inside of me tells me that I do. Um, we're like, so ding, 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 if it were yeah. the other way yeah, around, yeah. what is that that tells you? You're not a choice. Yeah. You said something inside, inside of you. Me. And we almost got him to, if we pulled that off, maybe we could have gotten into the hall. <laughs> maybe his conflict with his own self made him not or go to the hall. sexuality. Like, listen, he, I, I think more than anything, that dude knows that most people in the league hated him by the end, hated mm-hmm. him. All of the other players, all the other you know, front Owners. office people just—they oh, were right. done, man. They were done with that guy, and probably some part of him's like, "Yeah, do I really want to get smiled at?" Like, you know, for Fake. people who didn't believe it, yeah, right. That's or I mean, they, they believed in him, but they—they they thought he was a great player, but they just—it's hard. Just it was hard stand to him. put up with him because yeah. he just—I mean, look at how, at the end of his career, look at how much he bounced around. And I mean, if you notice, notice a lot of gay men in the cities that he bounced around to. Uh oh. Well, interesting. Food you heard thought. it first. Interesting. Christopher Harris. Bounced around. What does that mean? Harris uh, Football <laughs> Almanac. Uh, when we come back, we have a uh, special, very special voicemail Voice from uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Uh, this, is, we're, this is our fantasy football special as we lead into all of your fantasy football drafts and all that other stuff. Get on the Christopher Harris, the Harris Football tip, Harris Football Almanac, HarrisFootball.com, and definitely check out the You podcast. got about a week before your draft. Get into it now. Do Study your research, up with this, dudes. bro. Uh, we'll be back with more of you from the Chiefs. Seats right after this. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Christopher Harris. Uh, that was enlightening. I know what I'm going to do in my first round. Uh, look at us. We're giving you tips for uh, ways to dominate your fantasy league. Uh, good luck to all of you who are going to play. Uh, and it is exciting to have football right around the corner, even with all the problems that swirl around football. Uh, before we get out of here, we promised you a voicemail from Nick Cage, and we're going to give it to you. Whoa, yeah, Jason, Randy, what's going on? Nicholas Cage here, just basking in the glow that is, you know, being a 
full interviewee by a certain publication called the New York Times. Yeah, baby, Cage is in the Times this week. Dig it, my man. Yeah, um, I just wanted to clarify some of the, uh, uh, statements that I actually made in this interview because it was an interview and they asked questions and I answered, but I still feel like some of them need to be clarified. First of all, there's a lot of talk about grail quests. Was Nicolas Cage seeking the holy grail? And the answer, of course, is a thousand percent fucking yes. I mean, come on, we're talking about the cup of Christ the cup of Jesus, you know, something that Indiana Jones went looking for. I mean, why do you think I made the National Treasure movies? Is it because I thought they were good? Fuck no, it's because Nicolas Cage loves going on quests. Yeah, I'm all about it. Especially quests that take me to Rhode Island. Yeah, I made it abundantly clear that the reason why I bought a house in the state of Rhode Island is because I went there seeking the Holy Grail. Yeah, baby, Nicolas Cage. Second thing I want to talk about specifically is with regards to some of my acting uh, styles, like Western Kabuki or Nouveau Shamanic, you know, which I used in Ghost Rider 2. Guys, if you're not in it to win it, then get the hell out. Marky Mark, okay, guys? There's, there's no reason. If you're going to be an actor, you're not just going to show up and do a job. You're going to be the best goddamn actor you're ever going to want to be. And Nicolas Cage is constantly looking, searching, trying to find different ways. Even if that means uh, putting on some crazy uh, way of speaking because I don't want to be in my uncle's movie. But he insists on putting me in Peggy Sue Got Married, so guess what? Cage is going to bring something fucking crazy. Guys, there's just so many things that I love to talk about. And the New York Times just encapsulated who I am and why I do things, which, of course, as I said in the article, is because of money. I'm not going to lie about it, guys. I definitely have a lot of, uh, I need money. But also, the challenge, the gauntlet's been set. You look at some of the classic actors, they made over 150 movies. So guess how many movies Cage is going to make? 250 movies. You heard it here first. I'm talking sequels to all of my best films. Army of One is now going to be Army of Two. Uh, Mandy is now going to be Mandy's Nuts. Yeah, guys, there's just so much. The Rock is going to be called The Rock Johnson. Guys, there's going to be so many sequels to Cage movies. Con Air 2, Con Air Bud. Guys, crossovers with Face Off the wall is going to be a crossover with me and Michael Jackson. Probably not well thought out there. But guys, I can't stop. I gotta keep making movies. Keep rocking and rolling. Cage! Yeah! Oh, man. Alright, there you go. Uh, that's the same person, Nick Cage. Uh, Sklar Brothers here uh, saying thank you for listening. Go punch waterfalls. Come see us tonight and tomorrow night. We're in Phoenix. If you're in the area, come in from the heat. Get out of the heat and get into the fire, as we like to say. Yep, it's Stand Up Live downtown. We're just doing the early shows at 7.30 and 7.15. Uh, 7.30 on Friday, 7.15. Only one show a night, so come see us. We want to sell these things out. It's a huge room, and we love seeing all of you guys out there. Please come see us. And then uh, just check supersclars.com, all of our tour dates. we got uh, going back to Madison. I'm very excited. Going back to Madison in March. We'll be back at one of our favorite clubs in the world, Comedy Club on State Street. Just good stuff all the way around. Uh, Punch Waterfalls, we're out. On the line And I 
Network.